0: This is podcast three of five of the ACCA strategy series. Welcome to the Humanise the Numbers podcast series. Leaders, managers and owners of ambitious accounting firms sharing insights, successes and issues that will challenge you and connect you and your firm to the ways and means of transforming your firm's results. Um, But yeah, I think purpose sort of
1: leads you into those, um, the more detailed parts of their makeup. So Straight away, you look at the purpose, and you're like, okay, so, so what does that mean? What, what does that look like? Uh, what do you need to do then? Uh, and how can I help you do that? Um, so you, you sort of shift gears fairly quickly into the, the other um, aspects of, you know, what can we do to help you meet that purpose? And it's a much more uh, granular
0: uh, conversation. Where's the value in having a crystal clear sense of purpose for your accountancy firm? On this podcast discussion, you're going to hear from James Lazars and Steph Rickaby, two sole owners of two modest size accounting firms that think big. They think big about their core purpose, what they stand for, their raison d'etre. And you'll hear me ask them, where's the payoff? Where's the value in having and building and creating and living a real sense of purpose? Let's go to that discussion with James and Steph now.
2: Hello, Paul. My name's Steph Rickby. My firm is Sunflower Accounts, and we're based in Hill Martin, a little village in Wiltshire. I've got two children, Emily, who's six, and Gabriella, who's 29, and two grandchildren. Wow. Why did I get into accountancy? Well, I left school with just four O levels and I became a single parent at 24. And I felt that I didn't want a life on benefits. Yeah. And I knew what it was like to struggle and I wanted some purpose purpose to my life. So I took myself back to college, retrained. Six years later, I was an accountant.
0: Wow, well done you. It was well amazing. Done. Well done. So how many people in your team, Steph?
2: So there's um, eight of us. Right. And I've gone through a bit of a growth change over the last 18 months because 18 months ago it was just myself and my husband and we had a team member and she went off long-term sick Mm. and I realized that I didn't have a proper purpose in my firm I didn't have proper values and I needed to take myself on that journey I joined the Gap Portal right um, They were really instrumental in sort of helping me discover some of these ideas. Yeah, brilliant. And we started with our values, first of all, starting to identify our core values and what we stood for. Mm. And we came up with inspiring and educating our clients to love and understand their numbers while helping them to achieve their personal and business goals. And it was very much centered around wanting to help our clients achieve and be the best business and have the most enriched life that they could possibly have. Because that's, that's what resonated with me when I was starting on my journey as an accountant.
0: Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thanks for that, Steph. James, do you want to introduce yourself and uh, a, a little bit about your
1: firm? Sure. So I'm James Lizars and I run Thrive Accountants. We're based down in West Sussex uh, near Gatwick. And um, we work to a London client base that's predominantly tech uh, businesses. Right. Um, so I set this up in what, 2013, having uh, come out of a career mm-hmm. as a finance director in the advertising yeah. industry in London, um, which is an interesting place to be in an accountant. Um, yeah. Yeah,
0: lots Polar of opposites. Fun. I would have thought. Yeah, Well,
1: I've never worked in an accounting practice other than my own, so my frame of reference right. is kind of <laughs> my business or the advertising Fair. industry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've got uh, two kids, two and five, and they've been very much part of the the fabric of the the firm's purpose. Um, right. Quite, I found it to be quite an elusive thing this this concept of the purpose and you know yes. simon sinek's in the background there you know imploring us all to, to find our why and uh, yeah yeah, that, yeah that start with one little yep. phrase yeah that picky phrase has always been a bit I easy to say hard to
2: do <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly yeah. exactly <laughs>
1: but um, yeah i, I think you know, it's uh it's uh it's been a journey and it's changed over over the um, what eight years um all oh,
0: right okay okay I'm well will we touch on that so how many people in your team,
1: James? So, including me, we're three and a half. Well, there's, there's five of us, but uh, three and a half FTE. Right, yeah. Um, I've just recruited Brilliant. my first full-timer, um, which is uh, a, uh, it's something I, I sort of swore off doing. Um, um, right. But you know, I'm absolutely
0: delighted to have done it. Right, I was just going to say, what, what does it feel like? Um... It always, it always feels like a lumpy step, doesn't it? That when you've, and you know, I remember when we hired our first full timer um, in this business as opposed to our previous businesses, but, um, you know, it's like, ah, all of a sudden it may, you know, there's something, uh, someone else to, uh, to throw into the mix in terms of values and purpose and so on.
1: Exactly that. And, uh, you know, I, I for, the, for ages, I haven't wanted to work full time or manage someone full time as a result. So right. yeah, it, it's a right.
0: uh, pretty big decision from that angle. Yeah. Okay. Great. So um, rather than um, because we we are going to zero in focus on 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 purpose in this discussion, but rather than focusing to begin with on purpose within your firm, I wonder, have you got a client story that you can tell which explains or demonstrates how a sense of purpose, a real sense of purpose has either helped or hindered if they haven't got it, haven't got a sense of purpose, a client? Now that's called tumbleweed, which I think is always mm. brilliant on a um, on a podcast. But that's okay.
2: It's really tricky, isn't it? Because when when you're speaking to a client and you're wanting to try and do a strategic or a business plan with them, and yes. you start talking to them about their purpose, generally most of them don't understand that they should have a purpose, mm. and you're very much starting from the basics with them. Yeah. And you're having to develop something and really ask some questions about why why they're doing... I know it goes back to that why, doesn't it? Yeah, it
0: is, it's a why, powerful question.
2: Why they first started their business, the emotions that they went through, why they they created a business, why did they want to take that leap of faith? Yes. So for me... And my clients, it was, it's very much about developing and introducing them to the concept of having a purpose.
0: Because if, you, if you're talking to them about their personal and business goals, it's presumably it's an, an unavoidable subject for you and your client staff.
2: Absolutely. It's got to start with that. So any new client that comes on board now, they've got to put together a strategic plan. And we are always starting with their purpose and their values.
0: It's got All right. To, all right. Okay. So the pregnant pause is interesting. then if it's, um, if it's not as obvious a, um, a, a benefit to your clients, or is it? Have I misunderstood, misinterpreted that?
2: It is a benefit, but it's something that evolves, isn't it? It's never an instant, clearly defined purpose. Yeah. And even though you start with some ideas at the beginning of the process... By the time you get to the end of the process, I feel that you're only maybe 30 percent there. And then we start having either monthly or quarterly meetings. And it still develops because we then yeah. might lead on to their core values. Yeah. And other so, goals that they're trying to achieve.
0: So how, how do you kickstart that conversation with, cl- with new clients? They're coming in. So if you're saying that actually you only work with new clients if they actually agree to put this strategic plan together. Mm. Uh, what are your opening gambits? What are your questions that someone listening to the podcast might go, oh, do we know what those questions are? Because then I can ask them myself and then we can crack on. Um, what, what's, what questions are you asking?
2: So we use Go Proposal for a, a pricing mechanism. Yeah, brilliant. And the very first line is about developing strategic plans and having right. quarterly meetings as a minimum. Yeah. And the very first question that we're talking to a the prospects or new clients about is what? Why are you in business? What are you trying to achieve? What are your goals personally? And it's either time or money or um, exit strategy.
0: Mm.
2: So there's all different ideas, and then and then we recommend we we start recommending the services, and it's got to start with having a plan. Mm. And then to have a plan, you've got to start with the purpose and the values. Mm.
0: And does the, do you think then uh, purpose evolves out of their personal views, their personal desires, wants and needs? Is that what you're saying here?
2: I think for me personally, the experience that I've had is that it links back to an emotion and... Yeah, a, a personal experience or a personal purpose and whatever that personal purpose might be, it's the emotion that kind of seeps through into yeah. why you start your business or why yes. you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. But for me personally, the, the the obstacle that I came across was I was Sunflower at the beginning. I was Sunflower Steph and it had to become more than me. yes. And that was the stumbling block for me personally. So when I'm dealing with clients that are just them or just them and another team member and they're wanting to grow their business, mm. they've got to think beyond, beyond just them.
0: Right. Right. Which is an important, I think, uh, and, and that's my experience as, as well, Steph, is a sense of purpose isn't just for you, the business owner. A sense of purpose has to mean something to, yes, you, yes, your team, yes, your clients, your customers, and yes, I would argue, your, the community in which you work as well. Is, is uh, how, how would you respond to that?
2: Absolutely, um, because once you've discovered what the purpose is and what your values are and the direction that you're going in. Mm. You just naturally start attracting the right clients because right. you know who your ideal client is and also people that you want to work with, suppliers. Yes. You just naturally attract those sort of people and those, those businesses.
0: Yes, uh, so I, I was having that conversation this morning with the colleague of mine Douglas um on uh, based on you know the, the the work that we've been winning um since the beginning of the year uh, which seems to be finding as an ever ever rate of knots which is starting to get a bit disturbing um but it's, um, and I used a phrase with Douglas, that there's a, in, whether you read the Bible or the Quran or any other religious literature, there's a saying in there which goes something like, if uh, you take a step towards me, I'll take a step towards you. And for me, its purpose is one of those things where if you take a step towards working it out, something positive happens, even if you haven't got it absolutely nailed at the beginning. And like you say, Steph, there's there's just no chance you're going to get it nailed at the beginning because it's an evolving process. And I think that's a really powerful insight. Thank you. James, What what, what are your thoughts on, you know what 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 and how your clients have responded to this sense of purpose and whether it's paid off for them yeah i mean
1: certainly it's a a popular thing these days you know it was mission statements um but they seem to have faded into the the background somewhat
0: um so yeah or or perhaps evolved into purpose i think yeah exactly That's, that's how i've that's how i've read it yeah yeah
1: exactly and um i think probably for for me it's to understand what the client says their purpose is and you know, some of it can be quite deliberately outward facing, um, to yes. their clients. Um, it's, it's kind of a, a signal for me as to what kind of person organization they are. Um, so, you know, it's kind of qualification test. One, do I like the sound of what you, you stand for? Um, yes. and if not, then we move on to the next. Um, but if they,
2: if what that if they don't know right James? Um yeah, but
1: then, what if they don't know? Well, I think then you look to to try to establish other um traits or or values or or whatever within your, your the early conversations. Um but yeah, I think purpose right. sort of leads you into those um the more detailed parts yeah. of their makeup. So um, yeah, <clears throat> you know, it it doesn't come up very often in our conversation, but then it doesn't change very often. Um so you know, it's straight away you look at the purpose and you're like, okay, so, so what does that mean? What, what does that mm. look like? Uh, what do you need to do then? Uh, and how can I help you do that? Um, so you, you sort of yeah. shift gears fairly quickly into the, the other um, aspects of you know, what can we do to help you meet that purpose? And it's a much more uh, granular uh, conversation. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So how, how do your clients respond to the fact that they think they're about to have, an, have, a, they're about to have a conversation with an accountancy firm, and and here we are talking purpose and probably values as well and and, and, and personal goals. Um, does it does it create any sort of um, disconnect or um, affliction or any,
1: what sort of response do you get? No, I mean, they they. I think anyone who doesn't value um, that conversation is slightly odd. Um, yeah. It's right. Um, yeah, it. There's. It positions you kind of as someone to, to work with rather than someone to buy from yeah, and that 's what we 're for um, you know we 're not about filing things uh, we 're about working yeah. with clients to help them get where they're they 're going um, yeah, yeah so yeah. it's kind of a natural conversation to have if you 're not having that conversation, then
0: well, your
1: competitor probably is. <laughs>
0: Well, they are, or maybe, um, if that conversation doesn't actually go anywhere, they're, they're, like you suggest, James, they're, um, self regulating, they're qualifying themselves out of being one of your clients, presumably. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. But Which is, sounds harsh, but, um, you know, you've only got so much time and so much energy to invest in so many people. So, um, I, I like the fact that you're using it as a qualification process. Uh, I think that's very powerful. Um, so let, let's let's turn uh, the the spotlight onto uh, you and your firm, James. James, what's your core purpose of your firm? Um,
1: so yes, it has certainly evolved um, from right. from when it started off. It was twenty thirteen zero was relatively new on the scene, yeah. and I'd been a finance director, and I saw this gap where um, you know, an accountant was a grudge purchase quite often. Um, there yeah. was a budget there, um, and there was this wonderful tool that could add value through a year, uh, throughout a whole year. Mm. Um, so I just yeah. thought, well, there's an obvious positioning there for me to bring my skills and experience along with that tool to bring, um, finance function to small businesses. Um, and that's yeah. how we've developed and obviously, uh, things change. You stop demoing zero and start <laughs> working with clients yeah. who say, Hey, I work on zero. Um, yeah and then, um as I mentioned you know, my, my kids have been very much part of this journey, and um you know the whole reason why the light bulb moment of Hey, I could be a business owner occurred yeah. um was because of conversations with my wife who had her own um consulting business and talking about yeah. starting a family and not wanting to be on the the employment treadmill, uh bringing home money but not really having the uh, mornings and evenings with the kids. Um, So we wanted that balance, that flexibility in starting a family. Um, and it's been wonderful, frankly, it's been absolutely wonderful. The, the flexibility I've had as a result of that. Um, yes, but I think my eldest was about two at the time I got introduced to the UN global goals as a, as a thing.
0: And it's, you know, that. It's worth just actually talking about what they are, not, not listening, yeah, of course but we'll just explain what, what you're referring to, uh, so, please, James.
1: So, yeah, in uh, 2015, uh, the United Nations ad- adopted these uh, 17 goals uh, to be achieved by 2030 um, for yeah. you know, a uh, sustainable world, and they cover things like uh, no poverty, zero hunger, um, climate action, uh, you name yeah. it.
0: That's number 13. Yeah. I know that one's number 13 because yep. that's the one we support with the podcast. So
1: it's a, yeah, um, it's a very popular one and quite rightly. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I got, I had never heard of these before. got introduced to them, um, maybe about 2018 and, um, then carried on doing my thing and then learned about B1G1. Um, yeah. so that was about six months later and, you know, buy yeah. one, give one, the concept of, uh, micro giving, um, yes. And when I heard about that, uh, and linked to business, it just, you know, exploding light bulbs everywhere. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great and, stuff, great stuff. Um, so in my finance director career, I'd actually been a real, uh, driving force behind employee engagement because the, the advertising industry runs on creative talent, uh, you have the yes. best talent you win, uh, broadly.
0: Yes. Uh, So employee
1: engagement was a a huge, you know, it's a a huge thing. And we're a relatively small agency and we won multiple awards for our approaches. Um, Right. Media employer of the year year largely came from the fact that the panel could not believe that the finance director was in the the room uh, talking so passionately about this subject. Um, Yeah, 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 yeah. We blew them away on that rather than necessarily the merit of, of what we were doing.
0: OK, so, James, I'm now going to be an awkward so-and-so and, and ask Steph what you think James's core purpose is.
2: What, now?
0: Yeah. Because I can't at the moment. I've got... I can tie a few strands together, but I, I, I don't know what James's core purpose is. My core purpose is humanise the numbers. You know, only when accountants connect the human side of the, the world they work in with the number side of the work they work in. And then when I talk humans, I mean, team and clients, do they then, um, you know, achieve a level of meaning and a sense of purpose that they otherwise wouldn't achieve. So that's my core purpose. I've got Steph's and uh, I made a few notes and tell me if I've got it right, Steph. So it's inspiring and educating, um, uh, clients around the numbers in their business so that they can achieve their personal and business goals. Now I've probably not got the wording exactly right, but am I somewhere close? Absolutely. OK, so it's now your turn, Steph, to tell us what James's purpose is.
2: I don't know.
0: Oh, no, I don't. OK, so let, let's ask James again then. Yeah. Let's ask James again then. So what's your core purpose, James?
1: So um, we, we niche on tech, uh, tech businesses. So our core purpose is empowering founders to think bigger, act bigger and accelerate their journey. So nothing <laughs> about global goals or micro giving or yep. impact or any of yeah, that yeah. stuff.
0: Right. And so tech where we companies that are going to, brilliant, brilliant. So tech companies that want to get bigger, help them get bigger and accelerate the rate of growth.
1: Yeah,
0: absolutely. Right. Brilliant. Okay. So you, you've identified who you're after, who you want to work with, who you don't. And, and actually what you want to do is uh, facilitate their journey to a bigger, more successful, faster growing business. Mm-hmm. Exactly Why? Right. Um, Why? Be-
1: because we can. Um, and we can do it really well. Um, and that is where we create value. That's our contribution right. to the, the economy. Um, yeah. So I'm not gonna, I could, because of you know my um, passion for uh, the global goals, I could well say, Hey, we niche on sustainability businesses or purpose. Sure. That's, that's not it yeah. for me. Um, I'm not going to work with toxic, uh, unethical, uh, types. Um, but there's not so many of those out there to be perfectly honest. Um, I think everybody wants to make the best of it. Don't they? Exactly. Exactly. So in helping people to, um, to achieve what they're setting out to achieve, um, I just bring the whole giving thing along with it. Um, and yeah, yeah, in the same way that employee engagement was hugely adopted over the last decade. So I would hope that, um, impact and giving would be hugely adopted over this decade.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I'm going to ask Steph to ask you a question about the purpose side of your business in a minute, but I'm just going to a- a- ask one more uh, question. So I understand now that your, your firm's core purpose is to help tech companies, um, uh, take action to get bigger and get bigger, faster, accelerate. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason you want to do that is because you can, um, and it's where you add value to the economy. What's driving you adding value to the economy? Huh.
1: Um, I mean, it, it, it funds, it, it's what we've got. Um, you know, that, it, is uh, some people who would seek to change uh, the whole fabric of the way this country operates. Um, But it's what we've got. That's not happening. So for me, it's shaping Mm -hmm. what we've got in the right direction.
0: Right.
2: It feels like you want to make a contribution there, James, because you seem to be contributing towards the global goals, contributing towards the businesses that you work for. Hmm. Absolutely. Um, Contribution seems to be jumping out at me.
1: Yeah, I've, I've got a big, hairy goal. Um,
0: Audacious goal, straight yes,
1: out of Jim Collins, right? Yes. Um, yeah. Just sitting on my plan, and it's 10 million giving m- impacts uh, by 2025. Yeah. Right. right. Wow. And, yeah, in B1, G1 numbers, as a minimum, that's £75,000 worth. Um, yeah. And
0: that's probably not coming from my back pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a nice airy goal, though. So, yeah, let, let, let me pose. A, let, let me just shift this conversation a little bit because I've there's a, there's a firm I work with, and uh, and I've worked with them for the best part of a decade, and they've grown successfully. Uh, they've got a lovely team. Uh, they've got a well established set of behavioural values. And um three, possibly four times over the last decade, I've gone right, chaps. Um, now's the time. Let, let's have a talk about. um core purpose, you know, what? what's behind, what's the raison d'etre, what is it the firm stands for? And they, they, um, we, we sort of kickstart the conversation, oh, Paul, this is too hard for us. <laughs> We're not sure we want to invest time when there's so many other things that we can be doing tactically, etc, etc, to continue the successful growth of the business. Um, what do you think I should do?
2: What do we think you should do?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think I should do to engage this, you know, bright, intelligent, uh, actually successful, um, lovely people to work with who actually, if I talk to their relatively large team, what they think the core purpose of the firm is, no one will be able to tell me because they haven't worked it out. Um, But I've, um, I've done what I can so far to help engage in a you know, purposeful conversation, which I know pays off based on the other work that I've done with other firms. Um, but I've stuttered and stalled. I've, I've, I've yet to get them to uh, go, right, yeah, let's just close the doors, switch the phones off and let's talk purpose. And I guess if I was to twist the question, it'd be go, what's the payoff?
2: Yeah, what's the benefit? What's the
0: payoff? What's the benefit of having a core purpose,
2: Steph? So for me, the realisation was that It was all centered around recruitment and being able to attract the right team. So I had to be very clear on what my core purpose was going forward. So when I started my business, it was sunflower accounts, which was me depicting this happy, sunny, positive person. And the strapline was... Helping your business grow to new heights.
0: Right. Fair.
2: <laughs> the sunflower. But of yeah, course... but you're
0: making that sound quite glib, but I bet, it was, I bet it wasn't at the time.
2: Oh, no, at the time I absolutely loved
0: yeah, it. It meant it deadly seriously, I'm Completely. sure. Yeah, Completely. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it te- paints a lovely image.
2: But for a team, I needed to be able to attract the people that shared my values. Right. So my values are education, communication, teamwork, innovation, and underpinning all of that is sort of the work-life balance and having fun. Right. So I had to be clear on my core purpose in the journey with my clients. Yeah. So that I was able to communicate that to the team. And when I was recruiting them, I was having to ask them, what are your core values? So the first thing we do is we ask for a video a one minute video about one of their core values, what's important to them and why do they want to work for Sunflower? And I've told right. them about our core values. I've told them about my purpose, our purpose.
0: So where does this video show up in the recruitment process? Is it right at the beginning? Or right, at the beginning. right at the beginning. It is right at the beginning. Right at the
2: beginning. As soon as the CVs come through the door. We've sifted through those and then we send a message, please send over your video.
0: Right. And presumably some some don't because they don't want to do it and therefore you ain't hiring them. Um,
2: the majority that we've chosen, I think all of them, this last recruitment drive, everyone sent a video through. They're they're all pretty nervous about it, but I think a lot of people are embracing video now over this last yeah. year because of the whole COVID situation. They've got yeah, used to Zoom it. Yeah, and Zoom and Teams and so yeah. on. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Very good. So you're very much in that, that you you can't almost, you almost can't, you can't separate entirely values from purpose, purpose from values. No, I can't. Um, So what you're saying is to answer my question is the payoff of getting crystal clarity on what your firm's core purpose is, that it facilitates and enables you hiring the right people for your firm.
2: Absolutely. And I'd be questioning how well the team are gelling together. Um, Are they the right fit? for the firm? Yeah. Uh, what issues are there within the firm? I'd be asking them those questions. That might be
0: undermining the performance of the business. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, okay, so I, I appreciate that if um, you're sharing a, a sense of purpose, a clear sense of purpose, uh, what you stand for, and you're sharing your, your, your core behavioural standards, your values, that you will appeal to a certain type of person Uh, and therefore recruit the right people if if you're fortunate. In in what ways, though, Steph, have you seen it actually help win out recruiting someone that was maybe looking at two or three firms as well as your own? Have you got any experience of that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Recruiting um, our full-time person, who is my right-hand lady, she was attracted to our purpose, Right. She was attracted to the fact that we really wanted to be speaking with our clients on a regular basis, that we weren't just that once a year compliance type of firm. We we wanted to meet with our clients three months before the year end and have that tax planning meeting. We had a process in place. Um, we were having that post year end meeting where we were educating them on the numbers. And they really looked forward to that meeting. Yeah. And they loved us talking about the numbers because we put it in such a way that it was translating it into the goals that they were wanting to achieve. What what was important to them?
0: Right. So if I've heard you right, then your core purpose and values, I'm, I'm, I'll pick on education because you've brought it up in your purpose the focus on personal and business goals. So whether it's a pre year end meeting or a post year end meeting, those subjects are actually showing up as part of the uh, way you work
2: fundamental, fundamental right. with our clients, fundamental yeah, yeah, yeah. with our team. So our, yeah. our team have targets around educating themselves as well.
0: All right. So your right-hand person is now with you because she actually bought into those processes yeah. as well as the, um, the, the the effort you've put in in advance of that recruitment meeting, that interview.
2: Absolutely. And she's taken it to the next level now. So where i'd got to one point she's now building on those processes herself so we've implemented the practice management system and Mm. she's taken care of that process right and she's really drive helping to drive the business forward because she's really bought into our core purpose and she shares our values as well
0: yeah Brilliant. So, in terms, so therefore, what you're saying there, Steph, is you signposting that if you've got your purpose clear, it means something, it's not just a strap line. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got your values worked out, then it will facilitate and assist you recruit the right people, but also keep the right people as well.
2: Absolutely, you know, that's the natural
0: follow-on, isn't it? Yeah, um, okay, so I get that, James, James. What would you add to that? What would you add to the, you know, that the, 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 the recruitment and retention piece, if you want? But also, what would you add to? What else is the payoff of having a core purpose that's crystal clear and meaningful to everyone in the firm?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I'm in a quite different uh, situation. Um, so, the last two months, I think, have been a bit rather pivotal shift for our business, um, in that, in recruiting this full timer, um, I have recognized that suddenly we're an organization. Um, it was previously, it was James and I had some capable people helping me now. Um, it was a full, it was a full-time bookkeeper that we recruited and she's terrific. Um, and but she reports into one of my client managers. So there's this stuff going on over there that I'm not, uh, completely in the loop on and it's it's just, I I think I've recognized it pretty swiftly, um, but it's really G'd me on to, um, to get this stuff down. So my purpose statement is something that I had been dallying with for, you know, yonks. Um, my values has been on my to-do list for, uh, over a year. Uh, and suddenly over the last few months I've got enough is enough. We need to get this down. Yeah. Um, because yeah. it's going to be the framework behind all of what we build next and right. the, what we build next stuff is all, it's, it's kind of the, the, processes that we need for an organization. Um, yeah. so yeah, a hiring process I've got, I just hired someone. It was better than I used to hire someone. Um, you know, I had a, an online test and a video and, and stuff. Um, but it was informal yeah. it was it was uh, shooting from the hip which is very much been yes. my style to this point and um, yeah i know i need to move beyond it so
0: um yeah the- so, so if i've heard you right there Jay, what you just said is you you hired a bookkeeper that's the best hire compared with other hires you've made shooting from the hip because you've got this core purpose and you've got this set of values you've actually you're more confident about the standard and caliber and performance of the individual you've hired than you've ever been before or am i stuffing words hard and fast in your mouth there uh i would chuck a little dabble, dab of uh, fortune within it that uh, she, right
1: happen to stick. yeah, yeah. Up, look but... look has
0: to show it. yeah 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 absolutely right absolutely right yeah but we, yeah we, I, we, we, I, we can't I, get by without a, a do- good dose of that
1: absolutely i i knew yeah. what i was looking for um person wise um yeah and had actually made some choices that I would never have made previously. Um, right, right.
0: So. Go on, expand on that then. Why, what do you mean you've made choices you wouldn't otherwise have made? Because um, th- th- that's interesting. The reason I asked the question, just to give you a bit of space on that, is um, if we've got a core purpose and we follow that, we pursue that, and, and, and ask questions around that, and, and, and then seek to make decisions around that, but actually, it actually takes us somewhere we weren't expecting to go. That's a sign, isn't it? That actually, it's actually uh, one of the drivers of the firm, the drivers of your decision-making and drivers of uh, the action. So e- explain what you mean by that uh, you went somewhere you weren't expecting to go, please.
1: So um,
0: I was hiring for a part-time bookkeeper.
1: Um, and mm. I think i to 25 hours. And right. I had a, a budget for it. Um, I ended up with a full-time bookkeeper who is north of the, um, the, the sort of budget prorata even
0: that you'd set. Right,
1: yeah, okay. absolutely. And I think previously I would have taken help any help. Um, this time I was like, no, I can absolutely see how this person I can work, uh, with and build something around that's beyond bookkeeping. Um, right. and you know, she's relatively new to bookkeeping. Uh, Actually. um, Right. um, Yeah, she's got just got oodles of other uh, capabilities. um, Right. And super. So, how does that connect with your purpose then, James? Well, I think she was a a, a spot on values match. um, Right. And um, that personality match, the energy, you know, great clients. Um, We're bringing our bookkeeping back from. Uh, an outsource India solution. So yeah, one of the problems I really wanted to solve was cli- direct client contact. Um, and yes. yeah, I absolutely see her being a client manager if that's what, what her ambition, um, wants.
0: Yeah. Fuels. Yeah. Yeah. All right. See, I, um, cause what, what I'm hearing is actually you saw in this bookkeeper, the opportunity for you to, um, accelerate the performance of your business.
1: Absolutely. And I mean, here's an example from like uh, two weeks ago. We were, uh, on our huddle, we were <laughs> having a moan about Amazon and uh, how, how you um, grab the documents to get it through to zero. And, you know, if only, and they're using their personal account. And we're seeing things like dog food coming through, and it's such yeah, a yeah, pain. Yeah, yeah. And we talked about, yeah. you know, Amazon business and. Um, uh, setting that up and you know setting it up so that actually explain to the client it's really easy just flip between the accounts and you know order from the right account and how you can limit the suppliers so that you only get the ones with yeah. the AT invoices um yeah I, was like, oh, I just really need a blog on this for it, to be honest and just that throwaway comments or a blog land in my inbox three days later
0: from your team member, right? Brilliant. Yeah,
1: from this new recruit. I mean, is that that kind of caliber right. is is um,
0: y- yeah, what I yeah, ended yeah. up it's with? That, that
1: I didn't even need
0: initiative.
1: to edit the blog. Uh, it was, you know, All right. <laughs> and I'm am a terror for that.
0: <laughs> well, I, I should imagine you are if you've worked in an ad agency, because yeah, I've I've been in that environment as well, and it's uh, it's brutal when it comes to editing. Um, brilliant. So uh, so we've got uh, recruitment. Yes. Uh, purpose pays off Uh, retention of key people yeah uh, purpose pays off in in what other areas what other aspects does uh, having a core purpose actually really pay off for you as practice owners steph
2: ideal customers right being able to know who your ideal customer is who who you want to attract who you want to work with the type of people so that links in with your values as well yeah So for us, for example, we're not really interested in clients that want to just give us their their stuff at the year end for us to churn out their compliance. We want to work regularly with them to help them to achieve their goals. Right. And also by having our core values of education, we want clients that are interested in learning how to do new things. And the innovation side is, well, are they interested in new technology? So yes, we are zero users. Mm. Obviously, Receipt Bank Dex, et cetera.
0: Mm. Mm. So, um, so you're saying that you get this real, what looks like a peach or a plum of a a, a potential client, but they're not really interested in you educating or inspiring them. So you don't go anywhere near them. Absolutely. Even though they could be paying you fees of, you know, five, 10, 20, 30 grand a year, you aren't going to go anywhere near them.
2: No, because it, I know that it will go wrong because we'll be in conflict with our values. And we've had a situation recently with a client that hasn't worked out. Right. And we had to say goodbye because they were extremely rude to one of the, one of the team. Right. And we had to say goodbye.
0: Because that didn't stack up with your values and Absolutely. therefore... Um, so did, did you take the opportunity to maybe educate the client before you said goodbye to them? We did, yeah. All right. We did just good. say, right,
2: you're out <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, but no
0: thanks. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. Okay, so, uh, so core purpose is signposting uh, better recruits. It's signposting, uh, delivering uh, the retention of your high caliber people who really fit with your values and your purpose. Um, it's also having a positive impact on your ability to win the right type of clients who want to work the way you want to work with those clients how else does a, having a clear sense of purpose actually pay off for you and your firm um so
1: for so from a service delivery uh perspective it's crucial so um i think what i've recognized and um owned up to lately is that Um, I've just not been doing well enough, at keeping the promises Mm. that we make from the outset. Um, so I make big promises when I assign a client and, you know, take them through that process. And the reality is that I have been, um, winging it, um, and delivering on those promises purely by virtue of turning up to a meeting and being good and being capable. Uh, but that's not yeah. really a platform to uh, grow a business from or a, no
0: um, no it's people dependent rather than systems and process yeah, dependent yes exactly
1: yeah. so if to look to the core purpose, are we helping our clients to think bigger you know give them the information mm. that allows them to have bigger plans are we actually yeah. uh, helping accelerate their journey or are we just doing back returns are we just keeping mm. zero up to date um, yeah, yeah. so for me, that purpose is going to really define how we now lay out the, the processes and the way that we deliver these services. Um, that's, right. um, a central part of our 2021 strategy is to get our, our, uh, processes properly documented so that we're not right. in a situation where I'm turning up to a client meeting to talk through their finances. And I've failed to let one of the team know yeah. that this meeting was even in the diary
0: <laughs> oh, right okay okay So not necessarily where it there. needs to be yeah so, yeah, yeah. yeah no so, indeed yeah indeed but i think you make a um, really valuable point there james in that actually when you get to a place where you've got clarity on purpose what you're actually is making you, you're making a promise aren't you you're making a promise to your team a promise to your clients and a promise to the wider community as well yeah. and so it's um there's a downside risk attached to that as well isn't there and i'm just wondering if that downside risk is what Dissuades people from even grasping the nettle on um, uh, pursuing a, a crystal clear purpose. What are, what are your thoughts on that? And see you uh, smiling and nodding there, Steph. What, what are you thinking there?
2: <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right because we, it challenges us every day, our purpose and our core values. Because we were challenged last year through the whole COVID process on communication. We failed miserably when COVID hit on communication because we were being contacted by all our clients all at once and we had no mechanism in place to be able to service this. So we had to quickly adapt and introduce some sort of calendly type system, 15-minute COVID call or whatever. But we, we had to challenge ourselves immediately on the whole communication value.
0: Um, Because if you're not in, you know, at a time where education is, um, there's an absolute desperate need for the education and you were letting your clients down, even though you've made the promise to inspire and educate, they couldn't get hold of you.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So we had to adapt really quickly. So it was the webinars, the newsletters, um, a Calendly link for a, a half hour free COVID call and yeah. we just had to communicate that as quickly as possible to our clients. So we turned it around. Yes. But we were but by having those values and by knowing our purpose, we were challenged instantly yeah. and we knew that we had to adapt immediately yes. because we had that purpose and those values in place.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. The um, th- there's been uh, there uh, I don't know whether you've come across it. but There's been some uh, um, amazingly insightful and valuable content coming out of McKinsey over the last twelve eighteen months, yeah. and 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 they've talked because you've mentioned the speed of you, you and your team adapting to the to the need. And um, one of the big big messages from uh, McKinsey, one of the you know, it's the oldest consulting firm in the world, is McKinsey. Been going ninety three years. They operate in one hundred and eighty eight countries. Uh, I can't imagine how many uh, team members they've got. um They've been talking about agility. Is uh, you know a key sustainable um, competitive advantage. Mm. So what? But what is it that drives that agility? And what is it that ad- agility? Another word for speed. And and what they point to is having a crystal clear sense of purpose and values actually contributes to that because the ability. And it's your point, James, that. It's all very well you sort of knowing what you stand for, but actually what we need is everyone in the firm knowing what we stand for. And if that's the case, people make decisions on your behalf and they've got anchors or better better metaphor be rudders that influence their decision making, which is likely to be 80%, 90% accurate because they're making those decisions based on your core purpose and the values that you've set for the firm and i think um that, that that mckinsey it's worth getting the mckinsey app on your phone and just just you know with a glass of wine or a cup of tea in your hand is just diving into the content because it's um uh, a, it's inspiring. So I'm now tapping into your um, your your modus operandi, Steph. It's fabulously educational, and I can't doubt for a minute that it would accelerate anybody's um, performance. So now I'm tapping into uh, into James's uh, core purpose. And and what I, the reason I love it so much is because it taps into mine, which is you know we've we've got to improve the way uh, humans connect with the numbers that really matter in the business, and that that brings a humanity to the business, which means the business will perform better. And, um, for me, it, it's a, it's a good way to finish this podcast because if we can make decisions and take action better and faster because we've got a core purpose and it helps us recruit people, it helps us retain people, it helps us select and, 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 and attract the right type of client. Um, aren't we going to have a, um, a pretty successful business, a pretty successful accounting firm in your case? Um, what are your final thoughts, James? What What, what do you think I've missed? Would be a better question in and around the the power and value, or even the risk of having a core purpose.
1: Yeah, I think on the point of the risk of a core purpose, I mean, it's just about uh, perspective, really. I mean, it's something to live up to. Uh, the, the day that you achieve your core purpose yeah. is, well, yeah, then what? Um, so yeah, you're kind of always going to be uh, striving for it. Uh, if you're not, yes. it's not your purpose.
0: So there's that aspirational. It, there, there is an aspirational piece, isn't it? It's it's a fundamental component. It's almost never achieved. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. And and, and and that needs to be built into the to the language you use. Um, yeah, interesting. Steph, what are your final thoughts?
2: What concerns me is is business evolution. Where where else do we go? How do we develop her? and how does it change with time? Do our values change? Does the purpose ever change as the business changes? Do you think?
0: Oh, it's a good question. Um, I would, based on the evidence that I've got, having been in this space for a long time, based on the evidence I've got, I think um, when you set out to develop a set of values, um, that you find, you know, you work out (laughs) core values exist in every business. It's just some businesses have worked out how to put labels on them and get the right words working. Now, in some businesses, the core values are helping sustain the business and grow the business. In other businesses, the core values are actually undermining what's going on in the business. And so there's a need for honesty and candidness around values when working them out. Um, and, you know, if, if you identify that, you've got some unhealthy, because I think this is about organizational health, isn't it? A sense of purpose and a sense a clear um, communication around the core values of the business about business health and it's a you know it's a, a buzzword subject on Google now and and you, and you look at all the big consulting firms and, and the education that's coming out of them they're talking about organizational health um, and I think that's been exacerbated because of we've all been focused on personal health for the last 12 18 months um, and one of the key channels to go down, the routes to take is get clarity on purpose and, and, and values. Um, but do they change? Um, well, the world's changing at ever-increasing rate, which is why when we talk strategy, we've also got to look to the trends, the inevitable trends that are coming our way and, and, and should, must influence strategy. But strategy's got a blend of two things, some things that are stable in time and some things that have to, we have to adapt. Like you were describing your firm adapting, Steph, to um, you know, the communication process changes you need to put in place to support your customers during that's the, the, you know, that first lockdown period. Um, so I think there is something about values being um, rock solid and unchanging, and there's I, I've got I've got a daughter and my favorite movie that I used to watch with my daughter was Mulan, the cartoon. And uh, there's a scene in it where the emperor is um, facing the, um, the, 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 the the baddie in the movie uh, who, who uh, is trying to force him to kneel. And um, the emperor says something like no matter how the wind howls, the mountain shall not bow to it. And for me, values are are a bit like that. You know, once you've worked them out, this is what we, this is how we behave here. And yes, there's nothing wrong with tinkering. But ultimately, I think um, uh, as long as they're supporting and sustaining the success and the health of the business, then we know they're right. Um, I think there's something about three things stable in time, which is another part of successful strategy, which we talk about on another podcast is another one of those cornerstones. That doesn't change because, um, just like all customers of Amazon, Amazon love Amazon because they deliver fast. They've got a massive selection and we know they're competitively priced and we can take them, send them back if we want to means that people just keep coming. They keep coming. And that's why, you know, Amazon's, uh, uh, turnover curve and cash curve just keeps going up and up and up, um, but they and, that, and Jeff Bezos makes a big point out of building strategy on things stable in time. One of them is values. One of them is the the, the customer focus. What it is thereafter. Um, and I like your point much earlier, Steph, around this is an emotional thing. If your purpose doesn't connect with the emotions that you feel, your team feel, and your clients feel, then you've probably not got a strong enough purpose. But when we've got that right, I think that's another concrete cornerstone of strategy um so thank you for asking the question because you've enabled me to wrap up and share the other elements which go with this podcast series on uh on strategy so that was very elegantly done so thank you very very much and folks i've um i've really enjoyed this um uh, uh little debate around purpose tell me uh, of everything we've covered and 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 the questions and the answers you've heard today what, what what's out have been of most value for you steph
2: I've just written down about organisational health. Right. That's a really key word for me, actually. It's it's making sure that the business is healthy and it's sustainable and we're able to have a plan and a purpose and the values to move forward.
0: Lovely. Lovely. Thank you. James, what stood out for you? I think for me, it's
1: just made me realised yet again that I need to pull this stuff right in front of my eyes and just have it there continuously. Um, because, front and central. Yeah, yeah, I was just about to jump down the rabbit hole of designing a, a, a management accounts preparation process. But why on earth right. would I do that independently of what we're
0: actually striving for? <laughs> um, right. So the first words you use, the first p- the, the first words on the page, have got to be your core purpose, haven't they? Yeah. And th- this is where, wh- when... Um, when I work with firms and, and I know they've got purpose nailed is the language, the words that show up in their core purpose and the backstory to that purpose show up all the time. What do you mean all the time? They show up on, in proposals. They show up on the website. They show up in appraisals. They show up in interviews. They show up everywhere. And to a degree, I've I've used the word um, accelerate more than you have in this discussion, James. Yep. Can you see? And it's like, oh, that's interesting. I did it on paper about it's, three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Well th- well and therefore that's we should let you off the hook and I shouldn't be so brutal, but it's uh, it is it's the it's when the language, when the words show up that you know it's starting to get embedded because unless purpose and values get embedded in the firm, the I think there is a risk that it just looks like corporate bullshit, if you yep, excuse my friends. Right. 100%. And uh, if, it, if it smells anything like that, your team, your clients and your community will just turn away. Actually, they won't. They'll get on social media and they'll, uh, they'll badmouth you. And so you, it, it's a serious business, this purpose and values. It sounds as though you both are taking it seriously. Yes, it is a journey. It's not something you do and, it, and then stick it on the wall and bob it in the drawer and let it gather dust. It's something you have to live. And that final point it will has to show up in the language, the words you use everywhere. And then you sort of know it's coming to the fore and it's having an influence. It
2: totally has to, um, it takes time, doesn't it? Because once you've decided on what your purpose and your values are, you've Mm. then got to start bleeding it through all your branding as well. So for us, for example, we've just done the rebrand and now our website's changing as well. Yeah. and, until you fully go through that whole process you're not quite there are you
0: you're not know, and, and my experience Steph is you'll go through it once and then you'll, uh, yeah. you'll look at it six months later and go
2: oh, which got, is I've why to, I asked that it question it <laughs> <laughs> yeah which is why I ask that question in a way because you start questioning don't you all the time
0: yeah but i think uh, my good friend douglas who's who i I, I work with a lot on uh, strategy work with firms um whenever you're in a a zoom call with with douglas you've got uh, his backdrop is all he's he's scottish he's got uh, dozens of malt whiskies on a (laughs) shelf behind him and the shelves run out and if you ask him to put the camera down you can see another bunch of them on the floor um (laughs) But the whiskey is a really powerful metaphor for purpose and values because, you know, you've got a whiskey and then you oak it, you know, you keep it in the barrel, you know, in it, or, or, in, or you distill it a second time. But actually the essence of the whiskey remains the same. The essence is the same, but let's fine tune it and fine tune it and distill it a little bit more and get another layer, little layer of the onion of, of clarity that we didn't have before. And that's why, as you started off, Steph, in this discussion is that it's a journey um, and there are some big payoffs. And if you don't take it seriously, there are some potentially big risks in that corporate BS piece. Um, and hopefully the uh, whoever's listening to this will have uh, got some value out of thinking that. I should take my purpose seriously and, and set about asking a series of questions about what you stand for. What's your, you know, what's your reason for being your raison d'etre? What's your backstory that put you in the room to do this? You know, your, uh, your, your, your comments earlier, James. Folks, it's been really brilliant. Thank you so much for uh, taking time out and, uh, and sharing your thoughts on your client's purpose and your own purpose and uh, allowing us to uh, chew the fat a little around um, all the issues that it throws up. Thank you very, very much. Thank you. Thank
2: you, Paul. Thank you, James. That's great.
0: You'll find more valuable discussions with the leaders of ambitious accounting firms at humanisethenumbers.online. Go to the show notes for this podcast and click the link to get access to the full series on strategy for accountants. You can also sign up to be notified each time a new podcast is made available.